Hey, how's it going? Welcome into the Irish Metal Show presented by Castle Beach Travel, Ireland's number one travel agent. If you want to go to an NFL game in the States or Munich, hit us up, hit Castle Travel up. The link is in the bio. Michael McQuaid, Colin Cronin, Brian O'Leary, Marcus Aloysius Cockerell. Week five, early preview because we need to sleep ahead of this weekend that we have. And I'm in London from tomorrow, so sorry everyone, at least your podcast will be out earlier this weekend. Uh, Colin, first off, you feeling better? Welcome in. You look like a, a very happy man on Sunday, whenever the double going happened. Uh, I feel like one of the O-line guys who used to have to trade a black Reggie White. Everything hurts. Uh, I don't know whether I'm coming or going, and I just want to go to bed. And that's just life for Brian O'Leary every day at the tender age of 62. Brian, how are you? I'm good, Michael. I am feeling a lot more refreshed after a few days break from, from our London experience. And uh, keeping an eye on poor Colm there has been very unwell since he returned. Hopefully he's back in action come this weekend when we set off again for another exuberant weekend of a live show. And the big game, Michael, the big game on Sunday, the biggest game this NFL International Series has ever experienced in London, if you, if you believe the hype to which NFL Network are going with this morning on the Good Morning Football. Well, I wonder who you're supporting. Uh, Mark, do you think this is the biggest game on Sunday in the history of the NFL internationally because of the Packers? I mean, like, you know, the Steelers have played in London, the, the Cowboys have played in London. Yeah. I, think, I think it's significant because of its completing the set, you would argue. And of course, Green Bay have never played, have never played internationally. You can look at it exactly. Way. It completes the set. Uh, you find help if cheese travels well out of Wisconsin, and uh, it is actually, as I keep pointing out, the first ever game we're going to have in London between two teams with winning records. So, on that basis, Michael, it is technically the biggest and best game we've ever seen. The reality on the field might be a little bit different. So, certainly, if you like your defense, if you like your uh, rushing attack. And how people try to defend that, like this might be a game for you. But storied, storied franchises um, with big, big fan bases. So, yeah, should be a great game. Looking forward to it. We're live from half nine-ish on Sunday. If you're up from nine, just be ready just in case. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, some special guests. going to be a good crack. Game starts at 2.30 on Sunday. It's on NFL Game Pass. Link in the bio on YouTube and the podcast. Also on Virgin Media 2 and the Republic ITV in NI uh, and in the UK as well. So enjoy the game. We're going to talk about Thursday Night Football first. Uh, obviously tomorrow night the week starts on the Thursday Night Football week 5. Uh, and really interesting game. And I'll start with you Colin to get your picks ahead of this game. Um, two teams that need that really need to win this game the broncos need to win this game to try and stay within the west uh, because the chiefs could or chiefs or the chargers could pull away in a couple of weeks the way they're going in terms of the schedules uh, and the chiefs need to win a game because bar the chiefs sorry the colts need to win a game but because bar the chiefs game uh, they haven't really showed up this season especially on the offensive side of the ball and um, this is a really interesting game and it's a game in which I feel like the, the bookmakers in America, at least, are finding it very hard to pick a team. Who are you going to pick on uh, on Thursday Night Football under the lights? Can, can Russell Wilson go over two passing touchdowns? Well, I think this is an interesting game if you're a Colts or a Broncos fan. I think for the other 30 teams, wow, have the NFL given you a prime time Thursday Night Football game. 
uh, teams with the fewest points per game in the NFL this season. Number one, the Colts at 14.3. Number two, the Bears at 16 and 0. And number three, the Broncos averaging 16.5. Yes, that's right, folks. The team with the fewest points uh, on average against the team with the third fewest points on average. It should be spectacular. Oh, by the way, both of these teams are missing their number one running backs. Uh, so, yeah, uh, well well done to all, all concerned. This game, if they wanted to put it on primetime, it should have been on Monday night. It could have, and it should have been the Manning cast and they should have had no guests and it could have been absolutely hilarious uh, just to watch Peyton uh, watch these two horrific offenses uh, who he obviously he had you know the number one regular season offense of all time with the the Broncos and just watch him watch this play out uh, Michael this this is I, I think um you know, flip flip a coin in terms of how how this could go. Both of these teams have been incredibly disappointing, um, both from a fan's perspective and I think from a neutral's perspective. I think people expected these teams to to be really entertaining, to be competing uh, for their divisions, potentially even competing to be the number one seed in the the AFC. But for me, I think it's going to come down to the, the Broncos just don't have the excuses. The Broncos are at home. Um, the Broncos have Russell Wilson. Um, the Broncos are now, you know, um, more than a month into the, the season. So the, the preseason is um, is gone. The Broncos obviously have a number of injuries, but so too do the, the Colts. And um, for so long, it was said, you know, the Broncos were a QB away. There were all the weapons. Well, they've had it. Um, QB is there. QB's had four games to, to find his, his feet now. Um, Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray has come in. It should be it should be enough. I'm going to say the Broncos win the game, but I'm going to be surprised if either side went above 20 points. Brian, do you think that um, Frank Reich is in trouble if he loses tomorrow night? I know we talked about this briefly the other night, but... Um, they're going up against a Broncos team that can't put points on the board, even though the defense is looking good in some situations. What's your thoughts on this game? I don't think Frank Reich's in trouble yet. I do think if teams don't play out as was expected with the owner, in terms of the team's expectations this year, I think yeah, I think there will be a, a refresh coming the end of the season. Potentially that could include the GM, but right now I just think I don't think there's anyone out there, you know. And I think there's many head coach in the league come the end of the season, would see the Colts as an attractive proposition and they'll be lining up to have an opportunity to get in there. In terms of the game, I don't see it as a flip coin scenario that which Collins alluding to. Um, I, I only see the Broncos winning this game and winning it comfortably, to be honest. Um, I was, There has been challenges with the offence. I thought there was a glimmer of light last week. I thought they played a little bit better. They were a bit more vertical in terms of going down the field, which we hadn't really seen the first few games. Yes, inconsistencies are there, but who's in the worst scenario? The, the Broncos with an offensive line that's struggling or Matt Ryan who's in an offensive line that's struggling and uh, I think the crowd is a, the home game is a huge factor the Broncos both wins have come home we saw against the 49ers that the crowd was sort of agitated in the first half they got behind the team in the second half and it, it put the, the 49ers offence off kilter I can see the same for Matt Ryan I think he'll struggle with the crowd and he might have to go silent count and I just don't see where they're going to get these explosive plays from and uh, to the Broncos' defence last week, I felt, let them down, having played so well up to now. They couldn't seem to stop 
their tackling last week was quite poor. But I look at what the Colts have done with their, even their touchdowns. The touchdowns are coming from tight ends. Uh, Woods, the rookie, scored two the week before that last week. It was Ali Cox too. And they shut the, shut the tight ends down. What have they got left? Pittman. For me, it's a case of uh, Broncos all day long. And it won't be pretty, but I think the Broncos will, will ease into a victory on Thursday night. Mark, we, we spoke on Monday nights uh, about the issues that the Broncos have now with Javante Williams out. Are you in any way, shape or form thinking that Matt Ryan can go in and ball out with that offensive line or what's your thoughts on this game? In a word, Michael, no. Um, I think the Colts have, have beat major... The Chiefs? Mark, they beat, they the beat the Chiefs? No, no, but they have major continued issues with that offensive line. So the idea of Matt Ryan going in and balling out uh, is is a stretch for me. The idea that they could go in and somehow generate their run game again. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's out, but Hines is a good backup there and potentially control the clock, get good defense, get a couple of turnovers. I could see a logistical path by which they could win the game. But other than that Chiefs game, the Colts have been putrid. Like, the other three games, they have been not just, you know, what was it, little girl? When she wasn't bad, she was horrid. Like, they have been horrid. I mean, I've we've done the show two years now and in that time mostly when Colin speaks I kind of not find myself nodding along with him agreeing with everything he said I think the first time this is the first time in two years when he said something I've gone Colin what are you saying you said these two teams could have been competing for number one seed unless you were living in Indianapolis Colorado or the Dublin suburbs of Colorado no one thought these two teams would be competing for the number one seed in the AFC the, the Broncos they, were, might... her, they were third in the betting for Super Bowl at one point in the like, uh, yeah. yeah I mean Surreal uh, behavior in the Colts were most people's oh. favorites for the AFC South, which put them in and top four in the AFC. I still don't think they were going to win the number one seat. I just don't yeah, think that was you a asked generally situation. The people, of course, people did. Of course, people thought that. How, no. No, no, yeah, so, no, 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 show gave the Colts. I mean, look at every insider in America. I think not, 80% not one of them person have... on this show, and many, many people, has give picked the Colts to be number one seed in the AFC. I don't think anybody on this show picked even the Broncos to win their division. I think I'm right in saying that. So, no, like, at that being said, both teams have overinflated expectations. I will admit, I expected a lot more from the Colts this year. I thought Matt Ryan would be something that would stir them on. And I do believe they'd win their division. But maybe we'll call this game the disappointment bowl. Because I fully appreciate that's what a lot of Broncos fans are feeling like in terms of their team. Because as Colin alluded to, Russell Wilson was supposed to be what they were missing. They were missing a quarterback. I try to say, though, and I try to stay balanced on this, there's only a quarter of the season gone. Peyton Manning, when he joined in 2015, when was well, sorry, 2015, when he joined the Broncos, he went two and three when he started and then went on an amazing winning tear. The problem is you're not seeing those sparks from Wilson yet that makes you believe that could happen. And Javante Williams is going to be a big loss. Um, you know, we said it briefly on Monday night. Great player, performed really well. Obviously, rookie season starts uh, very well. And Melvin Gordon, obviously, and may actually know. Let's not call it this point bowl. Let's call it the fumble bowl. Because Melvin Gordon is propensity to fumble. And Matt Ryan for the Colts is fumbling the ball every which way but loose. I think he's at eight fumbles in four games so far. Um, so... The, the Colts' turnover ratio is appalling. They can't hold on to the ball. The offensive line can't protect Matt Ryan. Jonathan Taylor, even when he was well, was averaging like 2.4 yards per game. Um, that shows you the state of their game. This could be dominated by defenses. The Broncos fundamentally have two better wide receivers. They've a marginally better offensive line than the Colts. Um, and so I'll have the Broncos to win the game. But 
you know, there, there is uh, there's a lot of disappointment around the place, I'm sure, generally. And maybe Russell Wilson can get it together, and they are only 2-2, two and two, and there's a long, long season ahead. So i got the Broncos winning it, Michael. You'd be happy. Like, they're going to win this game. I don't care anymore because I now have to just root for every team in the league, to be honest with you. But we'll see what happens down the stretch. I would say that the offensive that line of the Broncos jersey always... behind just looking good, mate. That Broncos jersey behind just looking good. It's a cushion, which Colin got me. Colin, thank you very much, mate. Um, it's just a cushion. It cushions the blow, it doesn't work. I, I would say the thing that Mark said there, I, I think the offensive line in terms of the performance over four weeks... I, I I don't think the Broncos I think the Broncos main issue on the offense is Russell Wilson at the minute and some of the situations he's been asked to go into and some of the situations he's been placed into by poor coaching on the offense by Nathaniel Hackett I would not be concerned about the offensive line in the same way that Indianapolis the state of Indiana is concerned about the Colts offensive line I think that's a different discussion uh, Jonathan Taylor's out tomorrow night yeah so I think that's a major issue. He's over 300 yards rushing already this season. And you're right, Mark, uh, I think five interceptions in four games for Matt Ryan. The thing for me is he doesn't look comfortable. If I take this Chiefs game out of it and look at the three games instead of the four, the team is awful. Now, granted, they had injuries on the wide receiving core. Very, very, very difficult to watch Matt Ryan's making mistakes. He can't be protected because the offensive line is nowhere near as good as it should be or as good as people expected it to be. There's concerns there. There's now pressure on Frank Reich. There's pressure on Chris Ballard. I just don't see how the Colts go into Denver and win. Then again, I do. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett does not coach it properly. The Broncos get off to a poor start. The Colts find some run on the ground, get a few points on the board. I, I, I do think though, and it's like, look, we're we're going into week five here. There's, there's so much of the season left, and um, I think it would be naive to write off any team at the minute, um, even the Raiders who are sitting at one and three in the AFC West because there's such a long place to go. Especially if you look at the AFC West teams' schedule in the last six weeks of the season, I think the Broncos will win the game. Um, I am I am a bit concerned short term about the running back situation because you got obviously fumble fumble Gordon and um, out for the season and Latavius Murray's now coming in he scored in London last weekend can you really expect somebody to come in even in a week's notice and play to that standard uh, I think they've made the wrong move there I think they should have brought the, the Philip Lindsay back in for the crack they could have got him because he's on the practice squad for the Colts yada 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 that being said um, I think the Broncos will win the game uh, but I think the defence will come up for them and like Patrick Sertan will have a great, really really good game I have them winning the game 24-14 to 14. Um, Michael you said about the Chiefs game for Matt Ryan um, but let's be fair for three you're, you're like three and a half quarters in that game he was completely struggling you know, it was only that last drive and 76 yeah. yard drive and 15 and that was given up by, a, you know, a silly uh, blow to the head and personal foul on the defensive end, which allowed them to get into get into position to score a touchdown. They could easily have not won a game yet, you know. And yet, if teams go their way this weekend, they could be top in the division because they have that tie game, which sometimes in the NFL is quite unusual because sometimes a tie is the game that gets you into to the playoffs rather than... You know, you think it's a bad result and at the time it could end up coming back to help you. It's a big one for the Broncos because next week, I believe, if I'm correct, you are playing the Chargers on Monday Night Football. Is that correct? Yeah, and then so, the Jets and then the Jaguars. Yeah, so you, but you, if you were to lose this game and then, like, interestingly, what the picks will be next week, but there'll be a lot of people out there that will feel the Chargers at home will beat the Broncos. You don't want to get to, into a scenario where you're 2-4, and four, having lost to the Raiders and then the Chargers within the division. So, to me, it's a big one. you got to at least come out of these, these, the next... Eight or nine days, you know, where you want to look at it, at least be three and three. 
But um, I just don't see how this Colts team can move the ball, to be honest. Yeah, and one, one final point as well, Michael. Obviously, the Broncos are at home, so the Colts have to deal with that mile-high advantage that people don't usually have to deal with, uh, 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 you know, playing at sea level. And, of course, um, the Broncos are 2-0 at home. So that's a good situation for them to be in and to continue. I'd rather we were 2-0 away from home. I, I think the whole altitude thing is complete bull. Personally, I think as someone that's been a fan now for it's, many it's years, it's, it's, uh, it's, I know, but it, yeah, look, it's it's great for field goals, but you know they've got oxygen masks on the sidelines, Mark. I mean, it's grand, like they're fine. It's fine, it's fine for field goals, and I'm sure McManus will have a few. Well, hopefully, he'll have a few field goals tonight or tomorrow if he's not uh, too busy donating money to certain charities, which is great. Um, but I don't buy it anymore. These are professional athletes, Mark. Like. Whether it's in LA or in Denver. It's, but it's science. It's like the same way in which marathon runners perform better and they train at high altitude and all perform better at sea level. It's the same way in which any team going doesn't adjust necessarily as quickly as the way field goals go further, passes float more. Like it's a different environmental circumstance. It's the best home field advantage in football. It's it's physics. I'm a Patriots fan. We know about physics and how it affects balls and everything. It's all good. That's why teams going to Denver and prepare for when they go to Mexico. Exactly. Okay. So everyone, everyone's going with the Broncos. No, yeah. nobody's tempted to pick the Colts. No. I think Colts no. fans are happy about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>